0: Welcome here to SportsStars.ie. I'm Darren Kelly, and it's time for the Fair Green, our weekly feature with a past or present player looking at their career so far, their hopes for the future, and then they get to make and break lifelong friendships when they name their fantastic four. Well, we're keeping a close eye on Carlo at the moment, while results haven't fully gone the way, there are signs that the tide is turning, and they might be on the way back ahead of the upcoming All Ireland Intermediate Camogie Championship. And if that is the case, they'll be depending on the scoring exploits of our guest this week. An All Ireland final hat trick hero in the past. She's won three All Ireland titles with her club as well, and she's this week's guest. It's Kira Quirk from Carlow, and first, Kira, welcome to the Fair Green.
1: Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> Thanks a million,
0: Kira. We are talking on the eve of the All Ireland Intermediate Camogie Championship, and while we'll be looking back at the past in a moment, let's just look ahead too. What's the feeling around Carlow at the moment as you get ready for another big campaign coming up?
1: Um, nerves I suppose Um, the unknown really Um, really because we have such a young team this year we're kind of at a stage where we're rebuilding um, which is great and it it is brilliant and the girls are great, they're brilliant young girls coming up Um, but I suppose it's just nerves because Last year, we had a championship that there was no second teams, no second county teams in it. And then this year, they're all back in. And we have two of those. We have Dublin and we have Galway. So we just, we don't really know what we're facing sometimes. You know, that sort of way, like, like it's hard. And then we're, the experience, I suppose, is lacking a little bit on our team. But that'll only come in time, like, you know, so... We're training away, we're putting a good effort in, and all we can do is just kind of look forward to, look forward to the first championship game and hopefully that we can perform as good as we know we can perform, I suppose, and just keep working hard.
0: But it is that first game coming up is against Galway, and they look good before they were removed last year. So we you never know exactly where Galway are with a second team, and exactly. you can say the same with Dublin.
1: Yeah, 100%. Second teams are hard or they're always hard to call because They could have a brilliant league and then suddenly the senior team might want them to go up to the first team, you know, and girls could be gone away. I know it's different this year with COVID and everything like but you just, second teams are so hard to call, like so hard to call. So we'll just have to travel up to go now and uh, look after ourselves, I suppose, and see what's coming our way
0: and that's exactly it. taking the it one game at a time yeah, exactly, yeah. as well last year's championship just when you mentioned it there no second teams in it like at times you kind of think Carlo were a bit unlucky yes he he came back against Antrim I think it was but probably gave them a buffer he shouldn't have given them and the Kerry game went to extra time as well and he just couldn't get the right side of the result as well was that the type of feeling afterwards because I know results haven't gone Carlo's way as, as much as he would have liked since the All-Ireland success in 2016
1: yeah no I suppose in 2016 was such a hard high- I suppose the two years leading up to that, the year before that even was a massive high as well. We got out Division 3 we were up in Division Two, um, and we reached a Leinster Intermediate Final and I suppose things just dipped then, you know, a lot of the older girls in the panel would have stepped away to more commitments and you can't blame them for that. So since then we're kind of always rebuilding and rebuilding and um, yeah, last year was disappointing. There's no point in saying otherwise, you know, we did, we gave Antrim... I don't know, sometimes I think we didn't expect what Antrim were going to bring to us. Antrim are a fantastic side and, you know, you, especially with COVID, you, just, you didn't know what, what was happening, who was training, who was, you know, that sort of way. So I think we we kind of didn't take Antrim as serious as we should have, I suppose, you know, and we knew one or two girls and we thought we had them marked and then suddenly three or four more girls stand up for them, you know, so Antrim are a brilliant, brilliant side and they're definitely in the series contention this year for the Intermediate Ireland and then the Kerry game Kerry game was just frustrating like you know Kerry are also a good team they're up there with us, we're, we've kind of gone up the ladder at the same time It was we've played them the whole time along and uh, we got out to Premier Junior just before them so we were unlucky um, but I suppose that comes down to the team we also had a young team last year and that experience of fin- finishing out a game you know we were ahead of half time and I think we just fell asleep for 10 minutes and just let Kerry kind of dictate the game then and they were on a high going into extra time and we were on a low and unfortunately just they had a little bit more experience especially with their, their club players Clan Morris there, there's a lot of girls from that team on that team so a little bit of experience I suppose on the day showed and it got them over the line
0: needless to say and we were talking um, when we were setting up this interview a few weeks back about the, the recent division three league semi-final against Armad. needless and you said it yourself that you didn't pretty mature for the most of one of the halves and it's, that's a luxury that you definitely can't afford with the upcoming three games that you have
1: no no and um, it's, I know the league this year was a massive disappointment it was probably one of our main goals this year was was the league, but um, no, we didn't hurl for half an hour of the match. But I, then you have to give credit where credit's to Armad did not let us hurl either for the first half, they were a fantastic side. And here, Donnelly does what she does best, and she punished us every chance she could get. Like, yeah, no, and it, it is a big worry coming up to us, and I suppose it's one thing that we. We've, made, we've concentrated on since the league semi-final is being switched on for the full 60. I don't think in any of our league games we've played for the full 60 minutes yet. And I suppose with the war breaks, it's, uh, they're good in a way and they're also bad in a way. Like I know it, they're very controversial at the minute. So I think they're they're kind of bad for us at the minute. But then I, like, the, like against the league semi-final, they were kind of good because we got to hold them then for the second 15 of the first half. But just, I don't know, if if we didn't get that, they could have gone way more ahead. You know, that sort of way. So, look, I suppose it comes down, I keep saying it, I know, but it probably came down to experience on the day because we went out last week and played a practice match and we we played for the full 60 you know and you're just kind of raging you're like why couldn't we just do that 2 weeks ago you know and it is it's hurtful like because you're like jesus we were so close and but then again you can't play with young girls it, it was a big day up in ashburn i you know we were kind of we were lucky we had two games at home in Carlo in the league you know you're traveling up you're worrying about different things and you know, then the whole protocol with, with COVID is different now. So maybe that might have got to some of the girls, you know, with masks and being there at a certain time, parents not allowed in, you know, all that sort of stuff. You never know how that can affect a younger girl when they're not really used to it, you know. So we'll put it down to experience. But look, it was disappointing. But we'll drive on for next year again, I suppose.
0: <laughs> oh, I've absolutely no doubt as well. And just before we do leave, leave that and move on, of course, because it's our ma. And I know we're talking five years and we're talking different personnel as well, but sometimes because it's them, yes, you're playing a, le- a level ahead of them in championship, but they have had success in recent times. And it is kind of about that, you know, a little bit there kind of going, we should be doing better at the moment than what we are, but we can, But then again, take the inspiration from Antrim, we can do better if we get ourselves going.
1: Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Like we know, like we know in, in a the league, there was the division three league in it this year, like, you know, and... It was just, it was hard to take. Maybe it that kind of stood to Armagh was they were kind of going back to 2016 and were like, we, we have to get one back here. You know, that sort of way. And it's just, it's hard to take because we knew there was a division in us this year, but it just didn't happen, unfortunately. Like, you know, but we will get there. Like we are looking to teams like, you know, it looked clear and they had a fantastic division two league this year. Like, you know, and they were only in division three. I think t- they I didn't go ahead last year, but the year before. So, you know, you, you kind of just have to get out of it and keep working and then just push on for next year, you know, because we played fantastic teams this year. Like in division three, we played Waterford was a super tough match and Limerick and then Armagh and Clare also. So there was no easy games either, you know, so we it was a great run into the, into championship for us, but I suppose just a disappointing run in also,
0: like yeah, because they had those two wins and in, in the draw in the group yeah. stages as well. And of course, yeah. the Armagh game we mentioned. You brought up Kildare, so actually it's perfect for bringing into your Carlo story. I viewed down as competing in an All Ireland Minor final blitz back in two thousand and eight against Kildare. Now it wasn't Carlo's day. Was was that your first foray into Carlo colours? Are you going through the underage setup beforehand?
1: No, I would have always been in the underage set up beforehand. I remember under 14, we were up in in Crow Park, you know, that blitz that they do before the All-Ireland, we were up at that. So, no, the whole way up along, I would have been involved in the county, yeah. Yeah, no, the whole way up along.
0: Was it always a dream to play for Carlo? I know there's inspiration at home, which we'll get to in a bit, but was it always a dream to play for Carlo?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent, like, and... Um, like my mom is so heavily involved, like she would have played for years for Carlo. And then uh, we always would have went up to the All-Ireland Final in September. And you're kind of looking out and be like, oh, my God, imagine running out here at the start of September with your county. Like, you know, it was it was only a dream then. And then I just remember one of them was going up to support Wexford in the three in a row, you know, because that was my earliest kind of just remembering that that feeling of like oh my god we could get here with carlo like you know that sort of voice so Mm. yeah no definitely it was always always a privilege to play for carlo in your county like you know because it is it is a great county and we have we're just unfortunate with the lack of senior clubs but i suppose that doesn't stop us from being such a good county team either like you know
0: but as you mentioned, there Wexford as well, and of course there'll be three, two or three finals on at the time too. What's a lot of listeners won't know outside of Carlos is that back then you were probably playing Division Five or uh, very low down, like you mentioned the ladder already. Mm. You had to climb up there and yeah, yeah.
1: Well, you grow it was like a distant dream, wasn't it? In like the Nancy Murray, which was a one-day competition. So I think that was low, even below that. Like you know, so it was only a one-day competition with, like, Carlo, Westmead, Ross Common, Armagh, you know, and all these teams are now, they're starting to make that jump up the ladder, which is brilliant. Like, Westmead are their credit to look at, like, you know, and sometimes you have to look at them and be like, oh, my God, like, we bet them in the 2016 All-Ireland Premier Junior Semi-Final and they have just pushed on and they're up in senior and you have to admire them for it. Like, you know, they've, they've put in serious work and... But you know, a lot of a lot of little steps can bring you a long way. Like you know, so we just have to keep making those little steps up along.
0: We talked there about the uh, minor blitz in two thousand and eight. Do you remember much of that game against Kildare?
1: Hey, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: but needless to say, that was the springboard to bring you into the senior setup. Would it be long after that that you broke in?
1: Um No, I I um I played the my first no I would have been always there a lot there long like because my sister is like three years older than me so I always would have been there about kind of hopping around you know kind of hopping into the training session um, standing in on a cone you know that sort of way so I suppose when I was old enough 16 17 I would have been there to play kind of
0: what was it like being part there? Because there was a bunch of young players like yourself coming through as well. We had Kate Nolan on this programme before too, that, um, you know, felt they were starting to push each other too. It might have taken a couple of years to really get the wheels going at inter-county level. we we'll talk about Michael in a while, but um, it, must, it must have been a belief that, you know what, if we, we keep at this, we're young enough to do something.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We always felt that we were all like, because at Underage, we always pushed on in, in B competitions, you know, and we always would have played like Leash and uh, Kilkenny's second team and um, Clare, you know, we would have always been there about. So we never feared any kind of county like that. And we always knew it was always in us, like, you know, and then I think 2016 kind of proved that there was a lot of talent in, Carlo. You know, we kind of went under the radar a little bit that year, I suppose, and the year before um, and shocked a few teams on our on way, which was brilliant. So we do, I suppose it's hard because you know it's there, but a lot of other counties have that also. So you just have to get everyone together at the same year uninjured and clicking together for us to push on that one more time and maybe get to the Intermediate Ireland final. That is the goal. You know, so it does take a lot of work, you know, especially with small counties, likes of Carlow, O'Leish, Clare, you need your best players playing all the time for you to achieve what you want to achieve, you know. So that's just hoping that we can just keep this group, this young group together and keep ticking along and keep making the progress, you know, because we had a young team last year as well. So that loss to Kerry will stand to us again this year, you know. So we can just hope that we can just make little steps along the way.
0: And the 10 is there, as you've experienced yourself, between 2013 and 16, there was a junior B victory. Then I suppose it was the disappointment of losing to Limerick. I think that was junior A in 2014. But he came, came back the following year, speaking of Kerry, and a good performance. One thing about Kerry when you get to all Ireland finals, he put in good performances. Because <laughs> let's talk about that one first. There. I think Mark Brennan was over at the time, junior A 2015. A big win against Kerry that would have put you into the top three
1: flights. Yeah, that was what year was that? that was- 2015, if I'm right. Uh, 2015 yeah yeah we won down yeah yeah Mark Bryden was over us that year and then it was the same management then going into 2016 and we won the Premier Junior in 2016 and but you did lead league title that
0: year too hadn't you
1: we won the Division 3 league that year yeah which was that was brilliant also because we were up in Division 2 and that same year we got to a Leinster Intermediate semi-final against Mead who are a brilliant team also um, taught us a thing or two that day we got a bit of a Heavy beaten, but probably stood to us later on in the year. You know that sort of a way. So, yeah.
0: Twenty sixteen, then, as you mentioned, and after being there watching it when it was a distant dream, all of a sudden, Crow Park. You probably believed as the year went on. That, you know, you can do it. You just mentioned, you know, the beating there just probably got you going again. Uh, first qualifying for Crow Park, the excitement, the build-up, that your lifelong dream at inter-county level, in a way, uh, was about to be fulfilled.
1: I don't think we'll ever forget those two weeks that passed from the, the semi-final and the final. You know, it's just surreal from the minute the whistle finished up in Freshford until Kenny it was just like preparations began and it was kind of like, oh my God, like, is this what happens every year for a team? You know, you just, you don't believe the amount of preparation that goes in on our County board were unbelievable. Like they made it so easy for us to train as a team and not get caught up in stuff, you know, and that like a huge credit has to go to them for that. Like, but like an absolute dream waking up that morning and I forget like Mommy and Daddy bringing us into the bus and Dr. Cullen, you know, getting on the bus, driving up to Crow Park and you're just kind of like, oh my God, driving in and under the Hogan stand. It was just... It was a dream, like, and I don't think, like, you take that day away from any of us, you know, we will always, i say I could tell you every little bit that happened during that day. And I,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask so. him another two in the field at the moment, but just <laughs> comparing it to the other all Irelands with Carlo too, and I don't want to be, be critical of the Camogie Association, but times I feel they don't give the same kind of push to the, the Junior A, Junior B finals that they do to the big three as well. Would you have felt that from the experience of being in both situations?
1: Oh, absolutely, 100%. Like, I remember that that junior A final that you're talking about in 2015, it was played in a club pitch with, there wasn't even a stand in it. Like, you know, so going from that compared to Crow Park the following year, you know, that is a little bit disappointing. Um, So definitely, and I think just pitches in general for Camogie is a little bit disappointing, you know, because we don't really get the recognition that we deserve for using good standard pitches. You know, so it is. It definitely is a concern, a hundred percent. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, obviously, the, the the effort they put in, and even for counties playing the Nancy Murray Cup as well, you know, more effort could be put in to the push them. I think pitches are gradually, we get more access to pitches, but not enough. I think that's the point you're you're making there, isn't that correct? But yeah, absolutely. Big yeah. deal about see the Mayo's playing the Louds, for example, just picking two counties all randomly.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Like like we know that, that we can get into them, but it's it's getting into the pitches. You know, that is the problem. Like, we see ourselves in Carlo, Like, we played I uh, wanted league matches in Dr. Cullen. And that made, meant a lot to us. You know, that sort of way. Like, so it does mean a lot to, to county teams. And it would be nice for the Camogie Association to recognise what, like, the likes of Cavan. You know, they're making huge strides at the minute. You know, and if they were to play their final this year or last year, whatever year it was, you'd like to see them being recognised in a big... a a nice pitch you know they deserve to play on a nice pitch after putting in they've put in the same amount of effort all year as Kilkenny Cork Tip you know so let them get the recognition of getting good pitches you know
0: yeah and the recognition of the occasion as well like 2016 yeah yeah and you said to me you can tell me nearly everything that happened that day in Crow Park in 2016 so tell me about the three goals
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh I don't know now (laughs) I, I probably i could tell you everything apart from the match the match is a blur uh it just <laughs> went by so quickly I'll, would you I'll talk remember, to the occasion yeah i just uh, the warm-up was a struggle now like we couldn't even hear mark speak like talking to us it's it's a different than being out on the pitch you know you all you can hear is the fans and to screaming the kids they're so excited to see carlo and crow park and you know it took us a good I think we're out on the pitch for nearly half an hour and it took us, I'd say 20 minutes to get to grips with that noise difference, you know, and the calling and the shouting at each other. So, um, no, we definitely, we did, but um, I suppose we were there and we weren't going to leave it behind us that day. No, you
0: certainly weren't (laughs) in one of the big performances as well. And we've talked about before the match. I've no doubt you have plenty of memories from after the match.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, Jesus, it was brilliant going around. We went to the Cusick side and then up to the Hogan stand and met all our families. And it was such, such a special moment. Like, you know, I don't think we'll ever forget it, going up the stairs. And I I think the whole of Carlo were on the back of the Hogan stand that day, like with the cheer that we got when we walked up. It was just, it was amazing. Like, and that was definitely one thing that the crowd just... The crowd got behind us that year. Well, they're brilliant. Like, they always do. So I think that was just a very special moment coming up to our families after the match and greeting them all and then going out to watch the intermediate match because we would have played Kilkenny, like, you know, so Kilkenny's intermediate team won that day. So it was kind of, it was a lovely, it was just a special day all around, you know, and yeah, it was, it was very special. That moment going up to meet the families 100% was, was brilliant, like...
0: Did you stay in Dublin that night or did you go home that night? No,
1: we went home. We went home and we had, um. there was a senior football match in Dr. Cullen. So we got brought in there and then we brought, got brought down on the bus down the town and got out to, at Reddy's, our sponsor. And we had dinner and drinks there and everyone just flocked to Reddy's. So it was brilliant. Then got to meet everyone. I'm not going
0: to spoil the day now, but how dare Carlo G ever you seen your football match when your team was playing in Northern <laughs> Ireland? Final. That's a conversation for another day.
1: Absolutely, a different day. <laughs> the, step,
0: the step up, of course, to intermediate now, um, as you mentioned, it was gradually the, the, that the team was breaking up as well. Like, you know, how hard was it for especially the next couple of years? Because all of a sudden you're winning All Ireland and you're winning them regularly and you're enjoying success where all of a sudden now you're fighting relegation battles and you're struggling to get the right side of tight matches.
1: It is a struggle, you know, and sometimes you have to wonder if we won the the Junior A the year before that we bet Kerry because we were in the final we got beaten by Limerick. Would things have been different? You know, would we have pushed on to the Junior Premier that year? Would we have contest the intermediate then the following year you know you kind of wonder that would would the team have clicked a bit longer because I feel like that team were trying for so long and then it just happened and then you know we'd older girls on the team who like went off got married were having kids you know so it is hard it's very hard and but I suppose you just have to get back to the rebuilding stage and the stage that we have to get to back in, I suppose, 2013, 2014, we're kind of back there of rebuilding, you know, and getting there. And I suppose we had that little bit of luxury of being down in junior premier and, you know, being able to win the matches. But in Intermediate, you need to be on your game every day you go out or you will be taught a hard lesson, you know, because every team in Intermediate are there for a reason. And, you know, they don't take any passengers at all, you know, and we just have to keep getting better and just trying to make ourselves and carlo a better team for us to to finally push on because we know it's in us we know it's there but it's just to get everything to click at one time you know and it is it is a massive step and it's a massive commitment but hopefully we will get there in the next year or two anyway
0: well, certainly no doubt it'd be a very competitive competition coming up as well. Yeah. I know that Carla will ask the questions. Well, it is a tough group, but every group's a tough group.
1: Absolutely. Uh, like you, you look at the other groups and you're kind of like, I don't think I fancy being in any other <laughs> group either. You know, they're very tough. Like it is, it is a very, very tough group. Intermediate is a very hard group to win, but look, you, you win not an easy either, you know, so you have to be willing to.
0: On our own side of things, I like to think one of the things we've highlighted in sports days in the year we've been on the go now is that how the quality of the, especially the second tiers in both football, ladies football and camogie as well, where, you know, we've always, because you get to see the senior teams in TV more often, I don't think a lot of people appreciate how good the Carlos, the Meads, the Antrums are in Camogie and then, say, the uh, Claires, Kildares, Leashes, for example, in ladies football, that, you know, there was just good quality through the divisions. And I, I like to think we've been showing that so far and we'll continue to do so.
1: Yeah, absolutely, 100%. And I think even the broadcasting of more games on RT, like, it's not just the semifinals and finals because I feel like it's just always Kilkenny-Galway, um Cork and then one other team now we have quarterfinals, you know and like it, you look at Tipperary and Limerick there and Waterford they're all thriving off this you know and it's brilliant for, for young kids to see there's more than just three senior top teams you know because they would always be up there so 100% definitely like and it, that is definitely the way like the standard the whole way down is so high and like you can look it down going up to senior this year, they are going to put it up in that group that they are in in senior, you know, they're coming from intermediate, and you know, I don't think any senior team will be looking forward to playing them either, you know, so it is the whole way up, teams are are very high standard,
0: 100%. 100% as well. And it gives young people heroes from their own county to yes. look forward to as well. Uh, I'm going to gradually go to club now, but I just, I always keep forgetting to talk about Ashburn Cops and I've guessed. So I'm going to <laughs> make sure because I know it's one of your great days as well. Um, winning for with Waterford IT back in 2015. Again, another All Ireland final you got to go in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, up in DCU like completely different experience like and the year before we lost out um uh to ul up in belfast that would have been my first year playing and it was like such an amazing experience like and unbelievable and I, i'll never forget it. like playing with the likes of katie power Shelley farrell you know it was just trish jackman like oh my god it's just it was fantastic you know laura tracy then Uh, was on the the team also like she's thriving with Cork at the minute you know so uh, you just have to look around you when you're playing Ashburn and it's definitely one thing I tell people going to college is just play like you know it's the crack and the banter even alone let alone the camogie side of it like you know and then we had like I was lucky to have Anne Downey over us and Connor Feeling from Kilkenny like just so so professional in their their how they treat things you know and it was just brilliant and then it was the first time I suppose down in WIT where I felt like the camogie was treated nearly the same as the Harlan. you know that sort of way like everything was just the standard same gear same pitches same dressing room you know so it was just it was fantastic it was brilliant and the day up in DCU like oh my God, it was unreal in the torrential rain. Like, <laughs> oh, uh, amazing, amazing feeling. Uh, different because you're looking around to girls that you only know for maybe a year or two, but you've trained so hard with them. Whereas with your, when you're with your club in your county, you're with those girls for years trying to achieve something. But it still means so much. Like, you know, that sort of way. So it's, It it was an amazing feeling, brilliant feeling, yeah. Because
0: I was actually going to ask you next uh, how important was like third level camogie in your development as a camogie player, but even listening to you there, it's not just that, it's developing you as a person as well. You've had more friendships as well and new experiences.
1: Yeah, definitely. And then dealing with different coaches, you know, like, as I said, um, Connor Phelan and Anne Downey were were brilliant, you know, and I never would have I probably will never get to be like be under them again, you know, that sort of way. So it like it is brilliant to see how different managers approach different things and go about different ways. And then with Ashburn, you you have to deal with an overnight with a team as well, which we never would experience with Carlo because Carlo was so central for kind of every county. So that was also a bigger thing. You know, Arsa Jacob then come in the year that we won the the Ashburn and just took things to a different level. Like, you know, her she was just all about the players and she had this bag and you name it, it was in that bag. Like if a player wanted anything, a hair clip, anything, <laughs> you know, and it was just little things like that that probably made everything so much easier for players. Like, you know, it was just... It was amazing. Like it was, it was absolutely brilliant. And I'd like, I'd love to go back and play another one. Like you know, that sort of. It was, it was definitely brilliant. But even those yeah. little
0: nuggets there that you pick up as well, you bring in yourself, and you probably don't realise you're 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 passing it on as well. Um, like we guys are still there. I have to talk about my show, but first <laughs> I want to talk. I want to talk about your mammy. Oh, um, your your <laughs> your mom is as you mentioned earlier on is an established player as well at both club and county level, and no doubt was we'll the inspiration. I know your dad Tom is equally in, inspiring you as well. But for yourself, Niamh, and keen as well to take up the game and go and enjoy it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like we always have this thing in our house where we say we were born and raised on the pitch, like because we literally were born and raised <laughs> on the pitch. You know, I all I remember from my childhood was being down at Mammy's training sessions, like you know, because my children's club are they're fantastic, like and they, I suppose. It's what's inspired us, inspired me to, you know, you have likes of Olivia Jordan, Tristan Neal, you know, Trisha Stacey, Joanne Joyce. You're looking up to these from five, six years of age, you know, that sort of way, winning county titles, going down, training hard. So like it was, it was unbelievable being there and like I'm so lucky to have a mother that was so heavily involved in it like you know because other mothers just bring their children to training and drop them off and come back and collect them you know where like mammy was there the whole time and Fela's going off you know she was supposed suppose it made it a little bit easier for me that I didn't have to go off without my mammy at 14 years of age <laughs> like um, but no like extremely lucky like myself and Eve. were we always say it, you know we're so lucky to have have such an influential mother that was there, like so sporty, like, and it was just, it was brilliant. Like, it was fantastic. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. just looking at your mum's record here as well. uh, Like she trained, she mentioned Fela under 14's community games as well. Like she was definitely one of the leaders in inspiring these, these generations and i use plural deliberately of myself players to have achieved so much since.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, and like, as you said, like community games, games that I don't think we might have even had a team if people like Mam and other people in the club would have made the effort to get us to the games, you know, that sort of way. So, no, it's brilliant. Like, and like she, she was always there at underage county level as well, making sure that we got the best that we can get you know be it under 14 16 you know herself jack Barco, and mary smith like oh my god they were an amazing three of the three even training us under 14 you know it was it was brilliant like and it was three clubs coming together and just trying to get the best out of the county you know and it was it was fantastic like
0: We've talked about one Crow Park experience. We're going to talk about another one in about four or five minutes before we wrap up the segment. But the the one that caught my eye. I think I'm correct me with twenty twelve or thirteen. It was the game against Scarf of Gunla. I'm not asking about your performance in the game. It was another top quality performance, but I believe that your mother was right cornerback.
1: Yeah. <laughs> She was, she could go anywhere, uh, corner forward, full forward, wing forward. Oh my God. She's just like, she's just that type of player though. I'd say if a manager said to her, look, go out there in the middle of the pitch now and stand on your head for half an hour. She'd be like, okay, no problem. You know, like she'd be like, come on now, girls, we can do it. You know, she'd be giving out along the way, but she'd do it. You know that sort of way she'd uh, as like, no matter what, if she, as long as she was on the pitch, she will, she'd play anywhere just to make sure that, she was doing right for Michael, you know that sort of way or for any team you know, and that was just the way it was,
0: but what's it like to win an all Ireland title with your mum?
1: <laughs> very special, very very special, I suppose only looking back now is when you really appreciate it, like you know like we wouldn't um two junior all Irelands together, and they were just three Leinster junior as well and just the first Leinster that we won, um, she wasn't able to play. She was sick. um, And it was just, it was so weird without her there. Like, you know, and it was just like, this isn't right. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and it it took, it took us a good year, myself and Eve, to get used to going training without her when she retired. You know, it's just, it was different not having her there, you know, and it was like, there are days that we'll never forget. Like, especially that Scarif one, because, I feel like that was just the one that we just let the shackles off and just played, you know, that sort of way mm-hmm. the year before we won. But I think the scoreline was 1-3-3 three to three against four roads up in Ashburn. Like, you know, it was just a pure dogged final where that one against Scariff was just pure hurling and it was just free flowing and it was just brilliant. Like it was like everything we'd worked towards, we could just let it go and let play like, you know, so it was, it was brilliant.
0: And it was also the springboard to a similar type of journeys as county as well. Michael moving up the ranks as well, moving to intermediates. Before we talk about the big day, I read an interview you did in the Carlow Nationals last year that the 2015 final against Tullerone still irks you? The
1: 2015 Leicester final against Tullerone, 100%. I don't think that will ever not hurt. <laughs> um, oh, it was just... It was a weird day. The weather was just crap. You know, it was just, we couldn't score. I think the first half we had like 10 wides and everything went right for them. And I think everything was going wrong for us. Tullerone are a fantastic team. Like, you know, Miriam Walsh and Grace Walsh alone are fantastic players. Um, But I suppose it was just one day that I felt, I think we Definitely left it behind us, yeah. 100
0: percent Because when I read, I had to double check as well that it was reading from last year as well. And then I thought about it and went, Well, that was the year before things started clicking. Because um the following season then you won county title, went on, won Leinster as well. And then like six months after winning with Carlo. You're back in Crow Park again. It's like the buses coming together yeah. up against English from Tyrone. Uh, another great performance, another great battle as well. A hard-fought game, but a, like again, another amazing highlight for that'll be long-lasting memory.
1: Oh, absolutely! I don't know. Like people ask me to pick the best day, and to be honest, I actually can't pick between the two of them. It was just uh, they're both so special, but so different because club is is your club. It's where you start, you know, and you're playing with girls that you see every night of the week and you know what's going on with them. You know that sort of way and you can nearly tell what they're doing and what's wrong and it was an emotional one and one that we will, I'll never forget like ever again but I think the with carlo being there in the september definitely stood to us as well because we had 12 girls on the county team that year you know i think 10 starting you know so it wasn't as daunting for some of us going out onto crow park as it might have been you know for another team so it definitely helped us along the way 100 percent. but i suppose maybe inspired us also that little girls were looking there we came off the pitch and we're like oh my god we have to get here with the club you know like we can't let this pass without getting here you know because it's a special place you know there is nowhere like Crow Park like there really isn't so it definitely was a very special special day 100%
0: I can see where you're coming from because the Carlo team is you mentioned three main clubs kind of spear hitting it I feel like a club team in itself as well so it is hard to compare and contrast it because- is
1: yeah it is very hard yeah like you, you, you take the best out of both days, you know. There, but the moisture one was so emotional, like you know, but unbelievable. But Carlo taking nothing away from Carlo, that what that day was just amazing as well you know you can't pick between the two they have they're both so special in their own way you know that certain way so it is there. yeah for,
0: for yourself and, Eve and even your mum like as a family unit would it feel that bit more as well because this is everything you've been trained on from the very very start when you're out on the lawn with your mum and then going to t- senior training as you mentioned as well does it just give that extra bit of a buy? because of course the homecoming for this was going back to the club
1: yeah no I suppose like it's family, you know. It's not even just like Mam and Eve. Like you know, it was keen, daddy, aunties. You know, like Nana was there. You know, it was just like they're always there. You go to them after club training and you talk to them, and then you go to them after the county final. They're there. You're talking, and then suddenly you're they're there in Pro Park supporting. You. you know, it's such so family oriented. You know, that sort of way like that like most of the team are related in a way like you know so it's just oh it was just brilliant 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 yeah
0: how did did the homecomings compare I'm sure there was no senior football match when you got home
1: there wasn't (laughs) (laughs) oh sure it was unreal like we we get on this uh, we've a kind of tradition in Moishe we've a tractor and a trailer that we all stand on the back of the trailer and drive in and the crowd like I I'll never forget like there was there was girls from every club in Carlow. There was young girls. There was people that traveled from Wexford up to it. You know, it was just, it was so special. Like, Maitre is a small place, like, so it doesn't take much to fill it. But by God, we packed it out the door that night. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, it was, it was unreal. Very special. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, Stephanie, I could imagine, imagine the trailers too in the session too. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't do too bad in the day yourself. You got one nine. Now I might have written this down with Emma Coogan, not the other score.
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Would you remember much on the field of play from that game? Like any more, seeing it with your second Crow Park
1: experience? Uh, yeah, I suppose a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I just remember, I'll never forget, Kieran only standing over that last free, and I was like, oh my God, we're going to go to a replay. Oh my God. You know, and like, I don't know, like I I would never like to be in her shoes trying to put that ball over the bar because no matter how much you practice, no matter how many times you go to the pitch, you can never pinpoint that exact point where you're in Crow Park, a point down with a minute left on the clock to try put it over the bar. It's very hard, like, and it was so hard. Like, I just remember the last 15 minutes, like, oh my God, come on, come on. Just blow up the match. <laughs> it's over, we don't need to play the last 10. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do remember I was in Crow Park that day too, and just when you mentioned Kira Donnelly, and of course we're talking Kira Donnelly from Armagh. She plays with English, uh, and you're having like a scoring rivalry between the two of you. But I do remember that at the end, of right? It was, uh, you know, I'd say it was just relief. The more I picked up for yourselves yeah. with the way the game finished.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because kind of like she is an amazing player so I suppose we couldn't really believe that I didn't go over the bar you know that sort of way like so definitely uh, definitely a relief in a way yeah but I think we'll never ever forget it anyway
0: <laughs> Oh no certainly not tell me before we finish up because there's so much more we could go through but time is getting the better of us Michael, at the moment no doubt you still believe and want to try and repeat that at some stage in the near future
1: Yeah absolutely 100% it's always a goal to get back there Um. And definitely, but you know, the Carlo Championship is getting competitive, and you have teams coming up, you know, you have young clubs coming together that started 10, 12 years ago that are starting to get together now. So, like, we can never look past Carlo first because it is so tough, you know, and we never do look past Carlo. Um, but it is always in the back of your mind that you would always love to achieve big you know you have to, it has to be or you know what what are you training for you know that sort of way like you, you always want to have your goal of getting back to a park with the club um 100% so it'll always always be another goal of ours yeah i think <laughs> and thank, and
0: thankfully as well that no years will be lost out even if delayed now that we have matches later in the year and two different years so yeah. the, the opportunity is there
1: yeah like we have um, last year's club championship to play which we're playing um in October I think so it's going to be hard because we've we've Folks younger girls coming yeah we've younger girls coming onto the team this year who will be training all year but then they can't play that match you know that like it's going to be yeah. it's hard to, but hopefully anyway to, to it all going well that we'll still be going with the club anyway like you know yeah.
0: if you're, if you're in the two counts it'll be a headache worth having anyway
1: yeah I wouldn't like to be <laughs> over at night to be honest <laughs>
0: Kira Ellison it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you here and of course we could go on much more as well and no doubt that we will again in the near future congratulations on your 2021 Carlos Sport Award too and maybe next time we chat we get to that now we're not finished with you yet we have now one final bit of business to do every player's favourite moment on the fair green when you get to pick your fantastic four in a moment Kira I'm going to ask you to name the two best players you played with they can be club county college any criteria you decide and the two best players that you played with Against, So Kira Quirk, when you were ready, the best player you played with and why?
1: Oh, they're so hard. <laughs> uh, I suppose uh, you can't look past Trish Shackman that I played with in WIT. Her dedication, commitment, her attitude, you know, it's just on the ball every day you go out. You learn so much from her every day that you're aware. Of. So definitely Trish, 100%. Yeah. Is Trish one. Jackman,
0: <laughs> Trish Jackman, a previous person on the fair green as well, an excellent ambassador yeah. for Waterford Camogie and as You mentioned so, Kira. Trish Jackman is number one. Second player you played with and why?
1: Uh, I'd have to say probably Kira Mullins from Myrtle, a fantastic player. She has an engine in her that doesn't know when to stop, <laughs> and uh, she's always, she's never finished till the final whistle is finished. You know, and she's just always there encouraging and just. A really good leader to be to be around for our club team, so definitely Kira yeah
0: well done, Kira Mullins a driving force just like yourself, and many more that have been driving my on, so we have Trish Jackman and we have Kira Mullins. Kira, it's now time for the players you've played against mm-hmm. the best player you played against, and why.
1: Uh, Pamela Mackey from Cork played against her my first WOT game down in UCC and I tell you one thing she gave me a good welcome to Ashburn Cup (laughs) (laughs) Uh, a fantastic player like oh my god and I think I was a bit star shocked even going up to marker like so definitely definitely yeah
0: I had Ma- Pamela Mackie written down here in my notes because I remember you saying that in an interview before. I said she will be there or there bouncing contention yeah. anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the second player would probably be Neve Mallon from down. Uh, luckily, I've never had to mark her now. <laughs> but um, just being on the same pitch against her, like she's a little magician on the pitch. You know, she's a fantastic player and I'd say she'll have a big say in, in the down championship this year. Like, you know, I really do think down will cause a few shocks this year. So I'd say she'll be well a part of that.
0: and even as you mentioned there so you're delighted to see the Mallon playing senior camogie this year so you oh, will not have to be worried about
1: it
0: <laughs> <laughs> well Kira, I certainly hope that you might get your chance yourself in the near future which God to have a crack at senior camogie we'll see how things pan out over the near future thanks a million for joining joining us again here on the fair green and we you the very very best of luck in the upcoming All-Ireland Intermediate Championship please don't hold the fact that I'm from Galway against <laughs> me in that opening game yes, thank you very
1: much for having me it's been a pleasure. Thank you so
0: much, Kira. You're fantastic four, one more time: Trish Jackman from Waterford, Kira Mullins from Carlow, Pamela Mackey from Cork, and Neve Mallon from Down. It's been a pleasure with Kira Quirk here on the Fair Green. Thank you again, Kira. Thank you.